working too hard to beg, and I'm shaming this game. I'ma break it down and bag like Jane, please. What's up? Can a nigga get in them goods? Cut you up like you ain't been cut. Show your ass how to really catch a nut. Well, give me your number and I'll call and I'll follow that ass to the mall. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's happening? What's up? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Neck of the Woods. I am your player partner, Freshalina, and it is so dope to be talking to you again. Third episode in, y'all. I cannot believe that I am still here, but I am. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I am having fun trying to figure it out. So, you know. Thank you again so much for checking me out. And to all of you people who have been hitting me up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and email and just everywhere letting me know how much you enjoy the show, I really appreciate it. Um, I've gotten so much love these past couple of weeks. And you all just make me smile. So thank you again. Um, the last episode was kind of tough for me because that same day that I recorded it, like literally hours before I sat down and did my thing, I received news that I had a close relative pass away. And I was really sad that day really down so if you could hear it in my voice i apologize for being dry but that's the reality of the situation but you know i am glad that i sat down and did it anyway because it really helped lift my spirits and make me smile again because i had so much going on in my brain about that situation so you know, thank you again to everybody who has been taking the time out to listen and share the links with their friends and just support this damn podcast. I don't know how I would continue to do this shit without y'all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But before I get into everything, um, I want to do a quick public service announcement. For all of you out there who are on diets too. Alright, so whatever y'all do, don't cheat on your damn diet. So I have been doing this whole clean eating thing since the beginning of the year. Um, All I do is eat chicken breast and green beans and drink shakes and a lot of water because I am lazy and I don't like to put a lot of thought into my meals but I've lost a lot of weight if I do say so myself so far which is good because I'm trying to get chose by somebody's stepdaddy this summer but anyway I was feeling good 
and decided to reward myself by eating something that I haven't had in months. So I hit my favorite Italian spot and got a Stromboli. So I ate it and of course it tasted like angel cum. It was amazing as hell. So that was that. I felt normal, you know, after eating this. And I went on about the rest of my day. Alright, so I later decided to hit I-95 and head to Florida to go shopping. So I jumped in the car and, you know, just went along my merry way. Alright, so they have been working on I-95 forever, it seems. And sometimes they shut down two lanes. So all of the vehicles have to pack into one lane for everybody to ease on down the road and this causes like traffic jams that can set you behind 45 minutes to an hour if there are a lot of vehicles out on the highway that day so my ass totally forgot about all this and also forgot to fill up my gas tank so the next thing I know, I look and I see that the gas needle is damn near on E and I am stuck in traffic for what seemed like an eternity away from a gas station. I broke out into a cold sweat because I know what it's like to have to pull over on 95 and wait for AAA to come rescue my ass and I was so not trying to have to go through that at night. So, I'm sitting in the car making all types of promises to God that I have no plans on ever keeping for him to just get me out of this traffic jam and make it to a gas station. I am just throwing out all kind of Hail Marys. And all of a sudden, I felt what I could only describe as a labor pain shoot like through my kidneys or back I don't know what the fuck and into my bowels now I have never had a baby before but I'm assuming that this is what a contraction must feel like it was that stromboli from earlier y'all in the damn day taking over for the 99 and the 2000 my hands got like so clammy that I could barely grip the steering wheel of my car. So like not only am I sitting there in the middle of traffic, basically riding on fumes, I also felt like I was about to shit on myself at any given moment. Like, this PSA is about to get real funky, so if you have a weak stomach, I apologize for it. You may want to skip this whole part, but I am going to just continue because I feel like I am talking to somebody out there thinking about cheating on their damn diet, and I want to save you. So anyway, I had so many thoughts, like, run through my head about 
having to explain why fucking boo-boo was running down the back of my leg to the AAA man. Like, thankfully, I made it through the traffic jam and I shot into a gas station bathroom in the nick of fucking time. Devil, get up off me. Devil, get up off me. Devil, get up off me. What you know about that bootsy? That's exactly how I felt. So, you don't ever have to worry about me cheating on my diet again or jumping my ass behind the wheel without checking my gas levels first. So, take this with you. Fold it up. Put it in your back pocket. Don't do this shit. And when you get in the car, check your gas level, okay? Do not be like me. Anyway... Let me talk about other people's fuck shit so I can feel better about my life. Because, um, (laughs) I'm too old to be having this shit happen to me. But it did, so whatever. Alright, so Migos was involved in a Scarface-style mafia shooting. Or at least that's how TMZ described it last week on the highway in Miami. First off, in case you've never heard of Migos, congratulations. I mean, you fucking won. But they are a rap group from Atlanta. They are responsible for that Versace, Versace, Versace. That fucking song that was everywhere last year, that's them. Um, It's three members in the group. But for the longest, I just thought it was two people. The third nigga was locked up when they first hit. So I'm just now finding out about him. They all look like the studs who... Turned out the entire girls junior varsity basketball team in high school. And they now like work as TSA agents down at the airport. I can't get into their music because I can find the subject and the predicate of a sentence. But to each his own. I really sat down for real last week and tried to listen to some of their shit um because my brother told me about it. But it's, it's not for fucking me. I just feel like these niggas make music <laughs> for college athletes who, like, get arrested in the offseason for, like, trying to sell dope and shit. Like, if Maurice Claret had robbed those people outside of the club in 2014, he would probably have one of their songs at his Greenbacks home, like, for real. But I'm gonna let these niggas live because they have their fan base and if they weren't walking in their purpose as struggle rappers, they would probably be stealing stereos out the cars parked down at the underground in Atlanta or South DeKalb Mall. So whatever. Anyways, a car pulled alongside of the van that the group and their crew were riding in and shot that shit up to be down. This is about to sound real fucked up, but when I read the headline about these niggas trying to assassinate Migos in Miami on Twitter, my first reaction was, but did they die? Um, I don't know. Chris Rock already told y'all about throwing around the words assassinate and assassination. So them niggas, got shot at all right don't do that please don't and anyway migos being the coon goons that they are they shot back at your cousins from opalaka who tried to clock their asses out 
So, all is well with the world. Um, a few hours after everything, these niggas hopped on Twitter to brag about the whole incident. Like, somebody seriously get these niggas the fuck up out of here, please. If you are running around living life like your name is Marlo Stansfield and you live in Baltimore, you better have Snoop and Chris on your team as some shooters. Like, May said it best at some amount of years ago. You thinking you invincible? You ain't hard to get at. Everybody who skipped showers for days at a time just claimed to be about that life until Curtis Snow shoots up their baby mama's house. Take y'all asses down to the boys and girls club and learn how to swim before the pools open up inside y'all little apartment complex and call it a date. How about that? But anyway, speaking of niggas from Atlanta with little to no hope <laughs> and mace, uh, members of the church that Mace is the pastor of says that he is living a double life because he spends just as much time doing a hood rat stuff with his rapper friends as he does being active in the church. I guess your aunties finally decided that enough was enough because now they are refusing to give up the coins inside of their coach purses to fund this nigga's lifestyle. And now the real story here is that it took them more than a damn decade to come to the conclusion that Mace ain't shit. And this nigga has probably been using their type of money to trick off on the strippers at Body Tap this entire time. And if he has, that's their damn fault. I personally expect more out of people who are old enough to remember the episode of Good Times when Reverend Sam tried to make James a member of his Holy Ghost entourage for a hundred dollars a day and Florida told that nigga fuck no in the name of Jesus. I just feel like this is one of the oldest stunts in the book and that people just keep falling for it over and over like it's new. Folks have been using the church to front their hustle since Bible days. Like for real. Jesus flipped over a table when he walked into the temple and saw people in there gambling and shit these niggas had like set up a makeshift flea market and they were selling doves and all that and it pissed jesus off so he had to rearrange some furniture if you don't believe me just go look it up in the bible it's there but if you fast forward to today and watch the clowns on reality television like preachers of LA or whatever, you'll see not much has changed. Anyway, Mace was also recently featured on some song by somebody's named Remo the Hitmaker. I don't know who the fuck that is either, but Mace is rapping about like outside pussy and fucking other niggas bitches and stuff on the song. And somehow one of your aunties found out about it and told the rest of the members of the Usher board. So, I don't even know, like, how an old person comes across this shit. Like, was it in the related video section of a wig review she was watching on YouTube? I don't know. But whatever, the members from Mace's church, again, are trying to act surprised by it all, and I don't know what the hell for. You know, instead of praying 
for God to hand deliver them the dream man of their lives um, to show for them to dialysis. Your saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost aunties need to be praying for the spirit of discernment. Like, stop acting like your ass is in a Tyler Perry movie and you in a fog and don't know no better. You do. The spirit of discernment will tell them that the church does not need to have an A&R on staff to help the um, minister of music pick out songs for praise and worship. I could be wrong, but I'm probably right. These churches are doing the absolute most these days. I know that the name of the game is, you know, saving souls or whatever, but to what extent? Like a couple of days ago, a publicist for a preacher who is out of Houston sent out an email blast promoting his gospel response to um, Rich Homie Kwan some type of way. And I damn near punted my MacBook out of the window in my bedroom. Like, for real, my nigga, for real. This is how we are bringing people to Christ these days. Like, whatever. The devil inside of me listened to that song anyway just to laugh. So, who really won? My parents were and still crunk for Christ. So, I remember listening to DC Talk and my Walkman when I was little. But they weren't trying to remix the hot songs of the moment. Or at least, I don't think they were. I, I just don't know how to feel about shit like this. So... I'm going to leave it alone. I am already going to hell. I don't need a VIP wristband. I'm good on my own merit. Anyway, so last week, a picture of Bobby Christina <laughs> with the Wanda from Holiday Heart filter on it. <laughs> like, I guess she took this earlier this year. I'm just now seeing it. But it tap danced its way onto my Twitter timeline. And like I said, I clearly didn't see this shit. The first time around when it was in circulation like i guess on social media and the blogs but baby when i tell you i am so mad that i can't get that image out of my head like i need someone to come and zap my ass with that um memory eraser thing for men in black because bobby christina was looking like she smelled like the inside of Chief Keef's navel and a jar of pickled eggs in that picture. But I'm going to help her get some redemption. That's my mission for the week. I am going to post a screenshot from her being Bobby Brown days for Throwback Thursday this week. Because this new version of Bobby K, it's just fucking wrong. Like, there's a stranger in my goddamn house. I know chubby kids grow up, and a lot of times they drop their baby fat, all right? But Bobby Christina looks like she is on that stem fast diet, if you know what I mean. I said stem fast. So, I pray that Nippy's daughter isn't smoking that straight drop because she looks like every other crackhead posted up on Simpson Road in Atlanta. I'ma call a spade a motherfucking spade. That girl looked like she's smoking glass. I just hope that isn't the case. And the picture is so, um, fucking fortunate. Like, she 
was just smiling so hard in it too like she saw all of the spaceships on bankhead that day anyway bobby christina's aunt pat houston filed a restraining order against her um adopted god brother cousin uncle husband fuck boy i don't know whatever nick gordon last week all right so pat allegedly took the restraining order out against nick because he was intimidating her with pictures of guns and making threats and shit like okay auntie pat listen auntie pat reminds me of that mean ass usher who can spot you chewing gum from a mile away like this woman has no problem enforcing the no candy in the sanctuary rule at church on both children and adults and she will happily pass you a piece of tissue for you to spit that shit out into but something in the milk ain't clean with her ass ever since she had that suicide scare last year i think it was around this time um I have been giving her a severe side eye and she deserves it. She posted something like, I'm tired y'all and I want to finally rest on Facebook just to pop some pills from her back and take a nap. Like, when old black people start talking about being tired and wanting to finally rest, that shit means that they are ready to like check the fuck out like they're ready to die not to mention her punk ass turned her cell phone off so all of her friends and family members who were like really concerned about her as they should have been they couldn't reach out to her because she was nowhere to be found unsee pat try again you probably filed that restraining order against that damn boy for the same reason you did all of this for some damn attention i'm really hoping that is not the case but that's what it's looking like whatever her reason if something happens to auntie pat just know that nick will probably be one of the first people the cops reach out to this nigga like let out a round of cryptic tweets recently like he wrote some shit like i found that snake bitch have dead i should have walked the other way you don't like me bitch i love it like all kind of shit and all shade aside about auntie pat being batshit crazy nick needs to chill i've just got a feeling that shit is going to go down really soon with that entire family so if you love mess stay tuned i'm not gonna give any of those niggas my energy though like i'd rather watch bobby brown do the crackhead end zone high step in the beginning of the thug loving video when he hops out of the helicopter on repeat that deserves my energy not this shit so moving along queen tamika harris aka tiny the great stopped by um the wendell williams show last week to promote the upcoming season of her reality show 
on VH1, and that show stars her and her husband and their um, litter of puppies or whatever. So during their chat, um, Tiny admitted that she has upgraded her ass and titties with the help of plastic surgery. Thankfully, though, she made it clear that she has no plans on ever touching her God-given snout because she said it is the same nose that her dad had and, you know, her father is deceased. And I'm not mad at that, Tamika. The queen does not have time to be sitting on the sidelines of life waiting for her circumcised nose to heal. We leave activities like that to peasants, like Mimi Leaks. But anyway, y'all can say what y'all want to say about Tani, but somebody was jacking off to her back in those escape days, and somebody is jacking off to her right now. Damn what the Notorious B.I.G. said about not wanting to fuck anybody in the group. God bless the dead, but nigga, who's trying to fuck you other than Lil' Kim? Um, Tiny Candy Lataco, um, her sister with the dead eyes, whatever, they all were desirable to somebody's drunk ass uncle or locked up cousins back in the day. And somebody out here listening to this right now went to school with a friction burn across their dick in the seventh grade from fantasizing about Queen Samika. Don't even act like it wasn't happening back then. It was. Anyway, Tani also um, squashed rumors that she and T.I. are having issues in their marriage. So all of you Decatur haters just waiting for her downfall, keep on waiting. And while you are waiting... Be sure to check out my Twitter background and let me know what you think. I have had it up for like five years now, but um, elsewhere in the A, Cynthia Bailey's husband, Peter Thomas, and you know, they're from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, is one step closer to holding a peach. Um, According to Radar Online, I believe, Peter has started shooting a spinoff series that showcases his work life at Bar One. And that is the lounge that he owns when the bank isn't threatening to foreclose on it. That's not even shade. Those are just the facts. Alright? Anyway, Peter has been going hard behind the scenes. Like, he had an active role in creating um, a tour for the husbands to promote the current season of the show and has been really vocal about the men finally having a voice on this show. So, Patricia isn't playing with you hoes this quarter. Not in the slightest. I know y'all saw the way he looked at Miss Lawrence when she was laying there and her captain on the beach. And that's because... He was thinking about getting one his damn self to tip around Peachtree Inn. Okay, so in other um, news about the housewives, word on the curb is that Portia Stewart might be done so after her little rumored 
fight with Kenya Moore at the um, reunion taping of the show. All right, so producers allegedly aren't interested in bringing Portia back because, you know, she walked the motherfucking dog on Kenya's ass at that reunion. And the producers are supposed to be tired of breaking up fights. And the room is Bravo has stepped in to take drastic measures to stop any more physical altercations. I am probably the minority here, but I would like for the powers that be to leave the cast alone that they have like now, you know, in place for at least another season before they switch things up. Like I really like all the ladies. Um, in terms of other reality television shows though, I am just counting down the days until Jocelyn Hernandez and the rest of the Love Hip Hop Atlanta wretched ass folks return to my television. If you know me, you know that I love me some Jocelyn and Stevie. Alright, that's just the end of it. Um, sad news about Stevie Tommy Benzino this past weekend though. As you probably already heard, you know, he was shot during his mother's funeral procession by his nephew. And that's just crazy as hell. Um, I've always heard that funerals and weddings bring out the absolute worst in people. And in this case, the saying is more than on point. So I wish Benzino a speedy recovery. I'm going to walk in the other direction away from making a joke about him putting his neck out on the line because that shit ain't right but um ugh, man that's just that's fucked up like get well soon benzino all right you are a beacon of hope for a multitude of struggle rappers and you know the game needs you right now but vh1 has done like a really good job at baking me a glutton for fuck shit because i am also hooked on the current season of basketball wives la for all the wrong reasons let me tell you i am so over sunday sunday however you fucking pronounce her name i'm just gonna call this so the sabbath um i'm not a fan of the sabbath fucking with Drea to maintain a storyline for the show. This bitch don't got nothing else to do or like talk about. Like girl, we all have a past. Calm your simple ass down. Like everybody know Drea was a stripper and all that kind of shit. And why are you assuming shit about another woman's pussy mileage in the first place? Would it be fair for me to sit up here and assume that you know the sabbath has been selling pussy to the highest bidder since sky sell motorola pages like nobody is sitting around here debating on if she snatched um that baby fat short set she was wearing the night that drea dotted that motherfucker eye from the state property wardrobe department and never returned it would it be fair for me to bring the Sabbath's parenting skills into question because she like supposedly leaked a picture of her own daughter sucking on somebody's son soft dick 
just to alert black twitter that she existed in the first place no none of this would be because none of this shit is my business and jackie christie old tired messy sharecropper ass ain't no better girl we don't know your history okay for all we know you could have been slanging pussy on the trail of tears so sit your indentured servant ass down somewhere you was probably giving head in the back of a covered wagon somewhere when doug came and saved your motherfucking ass she is old enough for this shit to be a possibility y'all so whatever niggas was still using um that same kind of phone that they had on the andy griffin show when jackie first jumped off the porch ma'am you have been trying to become relevant since prohibition and your throwback ass is just now getting around to trying to market and sell that fucking moonshine recipe bye pumpkin your pussy probably smells like almanac pages pumpkin and that's why doug gotta fantasize about running up in malaysia to bust a nut but fuck it i mean you are too so whatever these old chicken george hoes just need to stop it's not a good look um whatever somebody else y'all gotta get the fuck up out of here immediately is nick cannon this is the thing i just don't understand why he can't just host america's got talent um make sure mariah carey takes her meds and just be rich and happy his album which is called something like white people party music or whatever like it dropped on april's fool's day so that's the total gag he has been in like go mode trying to promote this fuck shit um you probably already know that he created a a white face alter ego and everything and most recently this nigga has gone and put cheetah spots in his hair like look on his instagram account and you'll see it instead of nick just being on some fly young black ryan secret shit this nigga just insists on making a mockery out of himself nobody was even thinking about his ass two weeks ago or at least i wasn't and everything was cool then he decided to make this album a real thing i just I, I i can't be bothered with taking him seriously as an artist like a businessman yeah but as a rapper do not fucking want stop doing this shit to be nick these niggas that you are trying so hard to impress um on black twitter don't care about you and they damn sure aren't going out of their way to sign any of your checks voice dog you know and i guess that wraps up another episode of neck of the woods um but before i get out of here this episode is dedicated to all of you press niggas who hit me up on twitter to let me know how country i sound like i'm not already fully aware of this fact listen I really felt like Rihanna when she went off on that girl on Twitter because the girl was like, your hair is nappy. And Rihanna was like, bitch, I'm black. Fuck out my face. Bitch, I am from Georgia. All right. 
I have been here all 28 years of my life. I am so sorry that I'm not one of these important niggas who just moved down south three weeks ago and I am false claiming like forever I love Atlanta. You'll learn how to deal. If not, this might not be the podcast for you, shouting. But one thing about it, I'm not going to ever get on here sounding like a female Don Lemon. You are not going to get that. So, if you are listening to this podcast, then I consider you to be my player partner. So, this is how I speak to my friends. I'm never going to water myself down or sugarcoat shit at any given point. So, have a Coke and a smile, ho, and we straight like that. Good day. All right. And as always, y'all can hit me up on Twitter at Freshalina and just let me know what you think of the show so far and all that good stuff. Send me all the funny shit, suggestions, whatever, whatever. I don't care. Just don't say no fuck shit to me because I will block and delete you. But other than that, we straight. So, bye.